intellectual idiots are on the road. On the road again. We are on the road again. I am in the Kalahari. There might be people coming um, behind me, um, walking by because uh, I am at a trade show right now. So I am being a responsible worker, making sure that I'm getting my job done and doing it at a high level. Um, You know, on top of that, we had a lot to talk about this weekend. Tyler just got back from Phoenix. Yep. How was the wedding? It's amazing. Great time. Chrissy, my friend from high school, got married. Um, we stopped in Sedona, did some golfing. It was uh, yeah. amazing. Arizona is such Hell, a beautiful state. It is. It is. I mean, Arizona is definitely up there for one of my favorite states to be in, for sure. Definitely a potential destination for me. Who knows? It's all in the cards. It's all in the cards. No, no. We got a lot we want to talk about today. Um I got a few few headlines that I wanted to mention off off the bat. Some hot things that people are thinking about right now. All right, hit me. Really hit me. hot things. Will Levis, the greatest rookie performance we've ever seen from a quarterback. He comes in. Ryan Tannehill has thrown two touchdowns all year. Will Levis comes in and throws four absolute dime nukes. Three of them going to DeAndre Hopkins. One of them going to Nick Keen Westbrook. I mean, is Will Levis a real deal or are we overreacting on this? I mean, it is, like, incredible what he did. Those throws just looked amazing. I've kind of been saying this about Will Levis since he got drafted. Um, I think that he's a really good player. I think that he brings a lot to the table for the Titans. Um, and I think that since the beginning of the year, I was kind of in the camp of they should start Will Levis because if I'm a Titans fan, what do I have to lose? Yeah, there's what am I going to go out there? Tannehill's a what like, am, a guy we don't care about anymore. Like as a fan, as a Titans yeah, fan, who cares? Like what 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 am I going to do? Go out there and continue to watch Ryan Tannehill throw the ball around? Like no, like like let's we drafted this guy. Let's go see what he can do. And I mean, I'm a firm believer of you know obviously he's going to have games where he struggles, right? Just like you know, all rookie quarterbacks do, but I'm a firm believer of when you see talent, there's talent, right? You saw that with Will Levis on Sunday. Best rookie you saw, ever for a debut, ever. You you saw that talent. You saw that arm strength. You saw the accuracy. Like, it was all on display. Like, credit to Will Levis. I'm happy for him. I'm happy that he had a good day. You always love to see a rookie quarterback come in there and get their chance and, and go out there and, and perform like that. It's it's, yeah. it's super fun to see. And the whole thing with Malik Willis, too, I don't know if you saw that, but he had, booing him? Come on. he had one play, and they were booing him even before that one fumble, and he fumbled it on the first play. And they took him out immediately. I just can't imagine how bad he was feeling. And the fact that Will Levis completely backed him up in a press conference and said he's going to be a big part of this team no matter what going forward, like, shows some good character. On, uh, I just think it's, like, so, like, like, he's the guy you decide to boo. Like, do you see what Ryan Tannehill's been doing all year? Like, do you see, like, how your offense has been? Like, do you see your team? Like, he's the guy you decided to go boo? Like, it's just, like, it's just kind of funny to me. It's But according to you, Tyler, he should be the future for the Steelers. I was very wrong on that. We can all go back in the episodes. At one point, I said the Steelers should no doubt draft Malik Willis. I could not have been more wrong. He is not ready, unfortunately, to be an NFL quarterback. He oh, he's a, not. It could be a solid third string 
okay, maybe. Tybo, it's not that he's not ready. He is bad. Not it. really bad. He might, need to really... he might need to switch positions. So Sports. Th- there are a couple of things that we want to talk about today. All right. Malik Willis is not worth our conversations. Okay. Right? I, Three main things. Yep. Um, do you have another headline that you needed to talk I about before we got just, into it? Yes. This related to something that we were going to talk about. But teams in the panic mode right now. Packers, we'll Ooh. get into. I, I we'll get into the Packers. I was going to include that. We'll talk about the Packers a little bit later in the episode. But I think there are two teams that should be in panic mode right now. Vikings. They were looking great. They were looking fantastic. Kirk Cousins. Tears his Achilles. What are they going to do? I mean, they were looking like very much in the hot swing. Kirk Cousins was looking like a top five quarterback. Secondly, the other team that needs to be in absolute panic mode right now, 49ers losing three in a row. Brock Purdy, just all of a sudden, he loses one game and he's just out of sorts and he looks horrible. Like, what's going on? Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, I don't know if I'd agree with putting the Niners in panic mode. I think they're too good of a team. They've played some really good yeah. teams. I mean, they've they lost a admirable a game to a very very feisty oh. Browns team. Yeah. They lost a game to the Bengals. I mean, they lost a game to who's the one in the middle there? I don't remember who the one in the middle was, but I mean, they they got dominated by the Bengals. Uh, yeah, Browns I mean, game, but. They, to be fair, though, I was watching that game, and I think there were a couple plays that turned the game for the Bengals because, like, that that interception that Brock Purdy had inside of his own 10-yard line, like, that can't happen. Um, and it was just bad luck. Like, he, he got rid of the ball, and the guy just batted it up in the air. That would have gotten him – that would have tied the game. So it's like th- – there are some momentum shifts in that game for sure. I'm not going to panic about the 49ers. I think the 49ers are perfectly fine. I could definitely see why some people would, um, but – yeah, it's 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 very interesting. It is interesting that they have lost three straight games. They've looked like this perennial, like best team of all time, and then they go in there and and, and drop three in a row. It definitely leads. Actually, to some it was three in a row. I sure. think they lost one earlier, or was it three in a row? No, it was three in a row. Yikes! Shanahan was looking real sad out there. They're not used to losing. Well, that kind of speaks to the Bengals getting back on track, though. No. I mean, Joe Burrow is looking like his normal self. The Bengals are looking like they're, uh, you know, back to their AFC North favorites that they should be um, and kind of going from there. But there are a couple of things it that, the that it was the Vikings. I forgot about that. Right. The so there are there are a couple of things that we want to talk about. Um, first and foremost, because we are true and through fans, Packers are number one. We need to talk about them. Since you jumped out off the gates right away with the um, breaking news or the uh, top the headlines, Kirk- I got to – Okay, just go we ahead. just got to touch on the Kirk Cousins. Vikings are screwed. They don't oh, have their – R.I.P. I, I feel really so like- bad for Kirk. I feel so, I feel bad. so bad for him. Oh, God, that's so sad. Well, I, he doesn't deserve that. He doesn't. And we're not going to make the playoffs as a Packers fan right now. The Lions are going to make it. They're going to win the division. But just sad to see. I mean – they lose JJ too. They don't obviously have Dalvin Cook anymore. They're they're not going to really do much for the rest of the year, unfortunately. But yes, let's get into the Packers. Here's what I have to say about the Packers. They're really bad. They're a really, 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 really bad football team. Breaking groin today 
Rashawn Gary signs a four-year, $170 million Ooh. extension. Yeah. So congratulations to Rashawn Gary. That's awesome. He deserves it. I'm happy we did it. That's exciting. That's exciting for the Packers. Um, again, this is what I have to say about the Packers. All right. I have probably like a couple main points. And I'm going to get it off my chest and we're going to move on. Okay. The Packers are a dumpster fire in so many ways. If you are a Packers fan and you are watching these games, and if you think that Jordan Love is the problem with this football team, you don't know football. You don't know football. If you're going to look out there and you're going to watch the Packers game from quarter one, 16 minutes in quarter one, all the way to the end, if you think Jordan Love is the problem with the Packers, you are so unbelievably sorely mistaken. First drive, first drive is a microcosm of the entire season. Three drops. We get to goal lines. What do we do? We continue to hand it off from the shotgun to A.J. Dillon. Dude, A.J. Dillon is so bad. Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones got 11 touches. We dropped seven balls. What is Jordan Love supposed to do? What does Aaron Rodgers always say? If a cornerback. Like that drop right near the goal line. That's a touchdown. That gets us within a score. Deontay Wicks dropping balls. You got um, Luke Musgrave dropping balls on the first drive. Aaron Jones dropping balls. You have uh, Romeo Dobbs dropping balls. Christian Watson with like 10 catches on the whole year. What are we doing? I feel... I feel bad for Jordan Love. You're telling me if you put Jordan Love in a situation like the 49ers, like a well-oiled machine offense with talent built around him, people are saying Jordan Love's the problem. Our receivers are a bigger liability than Jordan Love. How are you expecting the guy to succeed if nobody can catch a pass guy? Like, it's... It's so unbelievable to me how we can go out there in that first drive, run the ball up the middle, gain six yards, and then the penalties. Penalty after penalty after penalty. What did we have, 11 penalties for like 120 yards yesterday? Unfortunately, is that the point where it's coming down to coaching? He's not able to corral and work with these young guys and develop them properly? Are we at that point with LaFleur? Is he the right fit? I And I'm also not a believer in in – in firing LaFleur. I like Matt LaFleur. I, mean, I think that he's either. a, Give him the whole I think he's a, I think he's a really good coach. And I think where the problems are coming in, our offensive line doesn't block anybody and our receivers can't catch. And if we're looking at this, I think it is on the floor that we can't get the ball to Aaron Jones more. That is a problem. And I don't understand it. And I never will understand it. Our defense is horrible, horrible, horrible. This whole bend but don't break, don't let the points per game that our defense gives up fool you, right? Because offenses are controlling 80% of the game with our defense on the field. You know why? Because our defense has this bend but don't break mentality where teams are taking 16 plays and taking eight minutes to get down the field, and then they score. It's not about if they wanted to play quicker and, and score 42 points, could they? Absolutely. Jair Alexander just decided to not show up. Rasul Douglas was nowhere to be found. Uh, we had zero pass rush. We 
were leaving guys wide open down the middle of the field all day. This team has so many issues, and Jordan Love is the smallest, smallest piece of that. This is supposed to be a year where Jordan Love is a science experiment, where he is the variable. He's not the variable. Our receivers, our offensive line, our defense, they're all the variable. How are we supposed to tell how this experiment is working or if it's not working it's just with this? Take time, you know, we're a team, we're the youngest team in the NFL. Like, it's going to take time to develop Watson, Dobbs, Wicks, Reed, Musgrave. Like, I've heard the Packers are even looking to trade for a running back right now. Get rid of Dylan potentially. That would be amazing. It's just a team that's super young. I mean, we need, like, it's unfair to, like, give these opinions, I feel like, fully until we see a full season of, like, development. Just because... You know, they're rookies. They don't, I mean, a lot of them are rookies. A lot of them are so, like, so young. They don't know what they're doing. You know, it's, right. it's about figuring it out. And at the end of the year, I think we can give a full, fair opinion of, like, what does the future look like for love? What does the future look like for these guys? Do we need to make some moves? Do we see some flashes from them? Like we saw from Watson and Dobbs last year and Dobbs earlier this year. But I'll tell you what, it, it ain't looking good right now. Some of these throws that love is making, though, like, in my opinion, yesterday, I honestly think Love played a pretty damn good game. That oh, interception that he had shouldn't yeah. even been an interception. He threw it right on Jaden Reed's numbers down the middle of the field, and the defender just took it from him. Like, Love is throwing the ball with confidence. He's straight throwing the ball with strikes down the field. His receivers are dropping the ball. And then, and then we get into the last issue that I want to talk about, and that is Christian Watson. And I guess you could throw Romeo Dobbs in there, too. You have a 6'5 wide receiver that runs a 4'340. Why is he not winning any, any of these matchups? This guy's getting targets. (laughs) This guy's getting targets on the field. He doesn't even, he's complaining about a pass interference call before the ball even hits the ground. Go up and get it. Go up and get it. Go get it. Tools to be a top receiver in this league. He does, but obviously he's injured all the time and he just doesn't win matchups. Go up and get it. At the end of the Raiders game, go up and get it. Today, he had multiple throws in the end zone where he could go make a play. These are not bad throws. Somehow, like, keeps low to the ground. It's like always just right off his fingertips. These are the narratives, though. This is what's going to be told on NFL Network, on Fox Network, on all this site. Oh, Jordan Love not panning out. Oh, Matt LaFleur. Everybody's just like, Matt LaFleur, Jordan Love, Matt LaFleur, Jordan Love. What about everything else? Is it Matt LaFleur's fault that our offensive line can't block and doesn't know where they're going? No. Is it Matt LaFleur's fault that our receivers can't catch? No. Is it Matt LaFleur's fault that our offensive line gets beat off the ball on every single play and is grabbing people by the face masks half the time. Every time we get any sort of positive yardage. No. Why is everybody calling? I just want to put in, and this is the last thing I'm going to say about the Packers, right? Packers fans. Why are you choosing Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love to be your scapegoat? If you're a true Packers fan, look at this team and tell me with a straight face that this is Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love's problem. And that's all I got to say. Fair enough. Anything else you'd like to add about the Packers? I got nothing else for the Packers, but I do have one more topic that I think we should cover. Um, Right now, 
I would say that I've never had so much trouble in figuring out who is going to win a Super Bowl right now. So many of these teams, the Chiefs, the Chiefs, the Bengals. Oh my! I mean, the 49ers. We thought were going to be Super Bowl favorites. Broncos country. That's right. Like the Ravens. Who who right now do we think are the top three favorites to win the Super Bowl? Like you can start off, and then I'll give my opinions. But it's just been really hard with. I, I always think the Chiefs, but then they look just absolute ass. Like I, I think I thought the 49ers and they go lose three in a row. Like what? I don't know what. I know. Doing. I I couldn't agree with you more. And it's it's funny how the NFL season plays out. I kind of like that we kind of abandon our list of topics that we wanted to talk about because this kind of fits into that kind of fits into one of the topics that we wanted to talk about today too i think the cowboys right now are playing just as good as anybody yeah um i mean they've had a couple prove them games in a row now and they just beat they beat won a tough game in los angeles against the chargers and then they, they just they dominated that game i mean those the breaks yeah they beat the breaks off the rams i mean if i had to pick three teams right now Three teams right now that I think are, are Super Bowl favorites. I would say I got to go Eagles. Yep. Cowboys got to beat the Eagles for me to put them in there. They got to they gotta beat them once. I got I got Eagles, Bengals, and Ravens. Those are my three. I, the Bengals are – Even uh, with the Bengals one. being last in their division? The Bengals are playing really good football. They uh, are – They just three in a row. They were 0-3. They were 0-3, right? Uh, I think they were one and three to start. Now they won three in a row. Four in a row. I thought they, won, they were. Oh, they won three. Okay. Okay. Well, regardless, the the Bengals have won either. They've Bengals won either two. They've won two or three in a row. Um. Oh, three. Yeah, they've won at least three in a row. Maybe yes. four in a row. Yep. It's up for debate. I think three in a row. The Bengals are hot. Joe Burrow's looking like himself. I mean, Joe Burrow is just a winner. He's gonna win. So they'll make the playoffs. They'll win the first round. They probably will play in the AFC Championship. That's what the Bengals do. The Ravens are playing really, really good football. Um, and then, you know, obviously the Eagles look like the team to beat out of the NFC until somebody proves otherwise. Those agree. are my top three. Before these last few weeks, I would have said 49ers are looking like the dominant team. I'm very nervous about them. I don't think I can put them in the top three anymore. Um I thought the Lions too, but then they got absolutely wrecked last week. Eagles for sure, I would say, are in the top three for me. They're seven and one. They keep winning. Their net point differential is really good. The Cowboys also have a really good net point differential. Um, they're looking really hot right now. <sighs> Man, the Chiefs looked absolutely horrendous yesterday. They got dominated. So I don't, I'm not going to put them in my top three. I would put the Ravens in my top three. Their net point differential is extremely high i think last as of last week they were plus 81 which is i think second best or third best in the league i would go with the ravens as a top three potential winner for the super bowl uh, to make it i'd go i still believe in the bills um they're net i love the bills i think the bills you know they they're kind of up and down but i do think this could be their year josh allen you know i he hasn't done it yet, but I think this could be the year they make it. And then <sighs> my last pick, I guess, will be the Cowboys. You know, like you said, if they, they can beat the Eagles in one of these games um, and show some real some real grit, I think they could be a top three team as well to potentially make the Super Bowl. Their, death, their defense is yeah. scary. Micah Parsons is 
incredible. So I, would say- I know it's early for the Cowboys. I mean, they have had a couple of nice wins in a row, but let's be honest, it's the Rams who are probably one of the worst defenses in football. And then you got the Chargers. Yeah, they're, who are the youngest, they're the youngest defense in football. They've been up and down very much, but, but it's just it's going to be hard. I can't give a true, I can't give a confident answer in anything that I say. I know it's been a crazy, it's been a crazy NFL season. I think the injuries too have really been hard. I feel really bad for Kirk Cousins. I don't think the Vikings were going to be going anywhere either. The Vikings were literally giving the Packers every single possible chance. Um, to try to come back in that game. The Vikings were never going to do it. Um, but, you know, it's it's going to be a really interesting year, and I'm really I'm really interested. I'm really excited to see how how the uh, the season's going to end up playing out. Um, obviously, it's, it's done for the Packers, but um, I think that there are a lot of opportunities to look towards the future right now. Um, and now it's, it's – let's start talking about draft picks. I hate that we're here, but if you think about it, the Packers could easily have been 5-2. and two. Dude, I want Marvin Harrison. Well, don't they all? Marvin Harrison and Caleb Williams are going to be the two hot, hottest people on the market, right? I mean, it's uh, it's kind of interesting. In a long it's, time. it's it's funny you say that though, because it's like the Packers could just as easily be five and two. They blew they blew a game against the Falcons bad. They blew a game against the Broncos. They blew a game against the Raiders. Yeah, I mean, it's not looking great. There's not a lot of positivity right now. The Packers have played some of the worst teams in football. We're 2-5. and five. We're competing for one of the worst teams in the league. That's where we're yeah. at. <laughs> Man, my bold prediction of the Packers winning the division is not aging well. My, my prediction, Bengals winning the Super Bowl, I thought was not doing well, but now I'm feeling pretty good about it. Hey, now you got a chance. Now you're you're fighting. You're still back in there. So, but all right, I think that's just about all the time that we have today. Um, I know we got busy days and busy schedules, but we need to take time out to give the people what they need. All, all fifteen. Well, actually, we had we had like fifty listens last week. So, cheers to us. Cheers oh, yeah. to us. We had like I think like forty on YouTube and like no, we're at like well. No, it's 60 on YouTube, I think. 60 on YouTube? Oh, so we had 46. 46 on YouTube, and then I know that we had like 20 on uh, Anchor. So that's, I mean, I'm no math, I'm not more, I'm no math major, but that's damn near 70 listeners. People are talking that the intellectual idiots might actually be all the way back. Uh, this is two weeks in a row. This is some of the most traction we've had in the last year. Um, but it's been a tough summer. But, hey, we're back. Winter, we're going to be locked in and ready to go with uh, with more podcasts. So we thank you for, for listening. Please listen. Please subscribe. Please follow. Please rate. And uh, we'll look forward to talking next week. All right. Cheers. Have a good day, Ty. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye.